0: Welcome in to Will Gottlieb's worst nightmare, a show hosted by me, Big Dave. Follow me at Ball Sports. Welcome in, y'all. Chgo Bulls Podcast brought to you by Draft Kings. Use that promo code CHGO to play, save some money, and make some money all at the same time, man. As I said, that is the aforementioned Will the Goat Gottlieb at Will underscore, underscore Gottlieb, our guy on the ones and twos. Is I got Kevin holding us down behind the scenes. Will, sir, how are you?
1: I'm great, but I'm a little offended. Why do you keep saying that this is my worst nightmare? <laughs> all, all I want to do is have a pod with just Will and Big Dave. We finally get our chance, and now
0: <laughs> it's been the running gag since I since it, it started. It has been it's a just, gag, yes. it's fun. As long as we're it's clear, that's a gag. Be to do now. <laughs> yes, we are clear to gag. This is nothing to do with Will. I don't Will want I don't doing the, the people thinking anymore.
1: that there's some sort of beef between us. Could not be farther from the no, truth. of
0: course not, of course not, of course there is not, sir. But yes, it is fun for me to do. It makes Will smile. It makes me smile. So that's how it rose. But coming up on this show, we got a full jam packed show for y'all, man. We're gonna discuss this article, the great and the always positive Joe Cowley wrote. We're gonna break some of that stuff down, and also Professor Gottlieb wants to break down some of the new rules in the CBA that he feels you guys should know that can impact the Chicago Bulls going forward, and of course we're going to talk about Game 2 of the NBA Finals. But first, Will, sir, how was your weekend?
1: Weekend was good, although Mm -hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion it was not as good as yours and Matt's in Denver hanging for Game 1 at the DNVR bars. But... For me, just chilling. Uh got a chance to watch the first game and hang out with some friends in town. And then last night, the heat come climbing back. That was a crazy <laughs> game. I can't I can't wait to dig into it. But I want to hear I want to hear about Denver. How's that? Oh man, well,
0: it was it was fun. Well, Matt is still there to let you know how much fun it is. Matt is still there. Matt uh went for game one and game two. So yeah, he's had he's had a great time. I guess we'll find out what game two was like. And seeing that, you know, big comeback, even though they took that L. See what that was like there. But I can tell you this, man. I got there Friday. I mean, I'm sorry. I got there Thursday, about three hours before game time. And I went and stayed in uh, Matt's friend's uh, apartment when I met Matt over there. Uh, shout out to his boy, man, who told me, said he loves me and I can stay in his place anytime I want to. I uh, appreciate that. But we got there, uh, left You know, went in to the bar, brand saw Brandon immediately, and man, it was just honestly cool because people kind of already knew us, which was also kind of awesome. So just even people in Denver, even people in Denver, it was like, hey, what's up, Big Dave? What's up, man? So they kind of world famous,
1: Big Dave.
2: (laughs) No,
0: they just kind (laughs) of knew us, man. They just they just kind of knew us, and and we went upstairs with the uh, DMVR crew. Where they were doing their show, and that's where we kind of watched the game from, because it was jam packed, as they say, to the gills. It was packed in that place, and they have a decimal reader for sound there now. You know, I so saw where, that. when it gets yeah. when it gets really loud. When it was before the game, it was at ninety six, but <laughs> game hadn't even started, and it was at ninety six, like,
1: which is like ten points above the level of like healthy, like the <laughs> the max that you'd want, so that you don't have ear damage.
0: Exactly. Exactly, man. But And that's just people humming. That's just the hum of the crowd. So as the game went on, it, it definitely reached some real high, ridiculous levels. But yeah, Matt and I were also able to jump on the show. They were doing, uh, you know, a live stream during the game. And Matt and I got, got an opportunity to jump on, you know, talk during the game. And shout out to those DNBR guys, man. Shout out to my guy, Kale, on production also. But it was a lot of fun, man, just meeting all these people, you know, who really just love dnvr like it just kind of reaffirms what we're doing here when i go and see stuff like this and that love is truly genuine and it is truly real what they have down there man and i can't wait to continue to grow it here in chicago because it, it's something really really special but i'll tell you will that i had a great time and the reason i had a great time uh is because i missed my flight that lets you know i that i had a great time because i, I missed my flight uh, coming back, um, woke up and woke up when my flight was taking off, and uh, yeah, bought a, bought another one right there on the spot, and you know that one was leaving in probably another hour and a half, and so when I got there, probably a good hour to go, I got you know you get very confused in the Denver airport because I don't I don't always no not that not that it's huge it's confusing because. I'm not used to having to take a train to my terminal once it, I get there. So the TSA line was like something to see Star Wars. It was insane. Like it was super long. And I thought I was going to miss my flight because I had walked around for 40 minutes. People sending me different places. I was completely lost. Walked around for 40 minutes, got in that TSA line. It was super ridiculously long, but it went fast. So I was able to get through that. And when I got on that train, people, I'm telling people, you know, I gotta go. Some people are being nice, you know, getting out my way, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I gotta make moves. And I think about I got off that train with about two minutes till they were closing the doors. And my gate was like wow. C37. My gate was like C37, which is huge. 37. You think is gonna be down the terminal? It literally was the first one when I got off, which made it even easier for me to make it. So got there so in time, it. got there, I made it. You know, sat in economy, Will. I sat in economy.
1: Did you survive? You're still alive, so it must have been all right.
0: <laughs> it was and I sat in the middle. No, <laughs> I sat in the middle on economy, man. I haven't done that, in I don't know how long, bro. It's been a long time since I've done something like that. Oh, man. But yeah, I made it. I got there. I got back, then came back and sat in traffic for about an hour and a half to get in the home. So that was fun, too. So yeah, it was all in all. Uh, that just lets you know the kind of fun that I had if I'm missing flights because I had a great time.
1: Were you up at four a.m. chugging three quarters of a bottle of wine on your way out the door? Or no, <laughs> that was just was, that was just a one-time deal.
0: Yeah, that was a one-time deal. I was just for you, you know. That was just for Paris, but you Good. know, I didn't want to miss
1: I didn't want my... to miss another one of those because that was.
0: <laughs> hey man, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. A, I did a, a Denver imitation of it. I guess you could say it like that, man. But. A lot of people were friendly. We went to a couple of spots and hung out, man. I got, I got to take a picture in front of that mural. Have you seen that mural? Of uh, No. Uh, there's a mural of Nikola Vucevic and Jamal Murray that just got put up a few weeks Vooch ago. Vooch or Jokic? Uh, I'm sorry. Jokic. Excuse me. Of Joker. it be weird and, and if there was Jamal a Vucevic
1: mural. It would.
0: That would be very, very, very confusing. You know, But yeah, Joker and Murray have their own mural. And it's really cool. Honestly, it's a really cool mural, man. And everybody's kind of taking pictures in front of it, so... I got to take a picture uh, in front of that man. And shout out to RG obviously was taking those photos. Shout out to Eric, man. He was there too, man. Everybody was in the house, man. Ali, uh, uh, RK was there. Like everybody was there represented, man. So much love to Denver, man. Got a lot of love for that city, man. Appreciate the fact that y'all love us. Goat, we got to get you out there, bro.
1: You got to come soon enough, place, Soon come enough. On just
0: one time, you know, one time though, but
1: go ahead. I just want to know, like, what what is the bar like? What is the mm-hmm. the scene? Does it make you feel a little, I don't know, if envious is the right word or just, like, excited for if and when CHG over gets a bar? Like, what is that, what was that experience yeah. like to actually have not only the studio in the bar, but just the environment at the bar?
0: Yeah, yeah. It would absolutely make you want this here. Um, like I said, it reaffirms uh, what we're kind of doing here, but just to see it packed like that, And to see people, you know, everybody's got on a DMVR or something and just how, you know, jacked up the crowd was for the game, you know, just the yelling, the hollering and the screaming of it. Uh, The fact that the show, it's instant uh, reaction when you're doing a show like that, because, you know, you're taking all your emotions, that stuff's happening right there and you're putting it right there on screen immediately. You know, there's no waiting around for it. Like it's immediate because it's right there. So. You would you would lose your mind, will honestly, seeing something like this. And the food is amazing. The salmon burgers are off the chain, sir. They the made it special for you. That's sure. Oh, they have it on the menu. They got it right on the it. menu, man. It is awesome, man. You would love this place. I can't wait to have one of those places in in Chicago, man. But it's it's really a special place, man. And like you, yeah, like my man said, right off of Colfax, it, it's there. But yeah, I can't I can't really put in the proper words for you because it's more of a feeling and and an experience when you kind of go out there, but just know that when you see all those people and everybody has the same mindset, which is they are there for the Denver Nuggets and they are there for DNVR. Everybody had that same mindset. So just the love that came out of that was, was just amazing. Honestly, it was like being at the stadium, watching the game, bro. Seriously.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. I also think, you know, The Bulls are obviously nowhere close to as good as the Nuggets right now. And just to have, especially in a small market team, that's relatively homegrown to have that sort of team competing at that high of a level with the homegrown superstar playing and winning game one of the NBA finals that I just I cannot imagine what that would that would feel like, especially for a team that they've never been to the finals before.
0: Right, right. So it was a lot of those conversations, too. That, that I had with fans. Because I, I remember when the Bulls had their first one. Like, I remember how that felt, even though I was a shorty. But I, I still remember how that how that felt. But um, just talking to people who are talking about that, like that being their very first time and how they never thought stuff like that would ever happen uh, to them, seeing stuff like this. And the fact that not only that they're there, but they have a real shot at, at winning it all. You know, they're just not satisfied being there. Like, they have a real opportunity to win it. It, it gives you a whole different kind of buzz, man. A whole different kind of feeling. And yeah, it's just the sheer joy of just the people. And uh, I, we put up a lot of pictures. I'm sure Matt put up a lot too, you know, on his IG. We put up some on uh, our accounts, on the CSGO Bulls account, on my Instagram. We put some stuff up, man. But just to try to give people an understanding of what that feels like, of just wall-to-wall, packed people yelling and hollering and screaming. You know, it's kind of like, you know, going to see the goats. You know, it's just people just that pumped up and jacked and ready to see it, you know? Like it was like that. It, they it do the starting like
1: lineups at Bulls games, and then they also do the starting lineup for media, and I'm always last.
0: From <laughs> well, Chicago. Boy, Chicago. <laughs> at guard. <laughs>
1: He's right a in, shooter. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: but nobody's gonna draw off that plate like you are, sir. But man, dude, it it was great, honestly. And just hear honest and, and hearing people's insight on another team, you know, just how detailed they are. You know how you're super detailed, you know, when, you, when you're talking about these Chicago Bulls. Just hearing, you know, other regions being just as detailed. When you're talking to their writers, you know, when they're talking to their un personalities and just how super detailed they are. Uh, when speaking about their team, like, it's it's deeper than just we're here for Joker, you know? These are Nuggets fans, bro. Like, they're going back to Alex English and David Thompson and stuff like that. Like they're going way back and Kiki Vandaway, you know, like, <laughs> like they,
1: they've been around for a long time. Yeah, David Thompson, Alex in- English in the building yesterday. Yeah. To uh, one you question David from them. Rocking I, the I, D- I,
0: VR stuff. I yeah. did.
1: Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. A truther. Uh, I just see Larry in, <laughs> in the comments asking about the altitude. How was that for you?
0: Oh man. You know what? I think it messed with me because I kind of had uh, my allergies are messed up now. They messed up yesterday, and now dude, the tree pollen. From this it, time so, of yeah.
1: year is killing me. I'm yeah, yeah.
0: Re- it slapped me across the face when I when I uh, got back here. I promise you You're that. I'm gonna be it in
1: softball tonight, just sneezing in my outback.
0: That'll be. <laughs> but well, that's just gonna
1: give you extra strength to take
0: that joint over the wall. That's all. That's gonna do. Really. You know, that's all. That's gonna do. Just elevate that greatness.
1: If, if there was do, a wall to hit it over, I'm sure I would get it nowhere near it. <laughs> But man, dude, like Ke- everybody's really nice. Kevin's producing today. He's on. He's on. Part time C H E O, part time G N. Who we're playing tonight? Yeah, we trying he's to just figure Tro- out where he He's Trojan horsing it right now in the in the production room right now. I yeah, like, put in the comments they, who
2: I should play for. Yeah, what, man, like I want to know. Like, put up,
0: like, make who, a poll, who, Kevin. Whose <laughs> love is stronger? Who does he love more? I
2: yeah, no. <laughs> who's paying? The, the who's who's paying these bills? Who's throwing me the bag? Come on.
0: Toss a big K to bag because that's what we know. But can you play like that? Wait, were, were you a part of it last year when they won? What, what I was, yeah. I've been
2: a GN for two years, um, full time there. That's my that's my main gig, and then I'm here part time here about once or twice a week. So that's yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So they'll that's, understand. There's my voice over there. Run. I don't know if I can quit on them.
0: All right. it's not quitting. You still playing? <laughs> you could be, you know, who's
2: gonna, gonna play, play me playing? higher in the lineup tonight? Maybe I'll maybe I'll make Carm make me the cleanup hitter or something.
1: There you go. There you go. You know, you know how like you're playing in gym class, you'd have like an uneven amount of people in flag football, and somebody just has to play all time offense. That's what you should do. You just be batting the entire time.
2: <laughs> I'll have like the the GN jersey on the CHGO underneath it. Yeah, That's right. exactly. Up on both. <laughs>
0: That's right. I like how you did Love that, it. like Superman. You already knew how you were coming in. You already knew how it was going. White Howard, in. Superman. There you go. Yeah. This is not his first time doing that. I promise you. <laughs>
2: He's <got this> <laughs> I wouldn't get it close to the wall either, though. Will, I'm with you. I, I can hit a little bit, but some of these guys can hit it all the way to the street. It's crazy. That's yeah, not me. Man. I'm a I'm a single double guy.
0: Oh man, it's gonna be a tough. I'm gonna hope I
2: don't pop it out, guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's good in the outfield, though. Will, wait till you see him in the outfield, man. Wait till you see Young Maverick we'll in the see. outfield. Flying around making these catches, it's it's going. To game impress.
1: one, game one was not my night. I'll, I'll try to pull it together for tonight.
0: <laughs> You'll try there to pull go. it together. What
2: I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear.
0: All right, y'all. Like <laughs> right, let's take this break, man. Uh, when we come back. We're gonna get into the aforementioned article by Joe Cali about what's going on with the Chicago Bulls in this offseason. And like I said, Professor Gottlieb wants to school the class on the new CBA rules. And we will get into game two, but first. As you all know, while I was out in Denver, also went and I got a call and I tried to meet up with my man, Baby Joey, I tried. Uh, it was just too busy, too hectic. He told me he was at DMVR Bar. And then when I got there, he said you were too late. He had to go to Ball Arena, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, why are you going to Ball Arena for it, man? And he was like, well, you know, I'm doing the national anthem. And I was like, wait, what, you singing now? And he was like, well, you know, we'll see how it goes, man. So. I hope he did a great job. I didn't get to see the national anthem, but regardless if I didn't or not, the only thing I know is he never understood. Never got it. He just don't get and understand why these sunglasses cost so much money. He don't get why putting a pair of these premium polarized shades on your face cost so much. But guess what? He didn't get it. And you know who else ain't get it? Shady Rays. They ain't understand. Look at them right there. So you can get you a pair of them right there. Those premium polarized shades at an affordable price and get them with Shady Rays. The independent sunglasses company offers that world-class product. It's just as good as any expensive pair that you have ever put on your beautiful face. The durable frames, the extremely clear optics for your outdoor. And as the goat has proven this time, your indoor adventures. But that's not all. They got what I like to call the Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. Let's say he get angry while he was out there in Denver. I can't see how because it was an amazing place. But let's just say he was angry and he tossed his hat and the glasses were on there and they break. Well, guess what? Shady Rays will send him a brand new pair. No questions asked. But also, let's say you had on some glasses and you had on the pair that Will had up and you were like, man, those look cool. Let me put them on my face. And you realize you don't look like the Maverick. Oh, just upset. Can't do it. When then send back that pair, they will send you a brand new pair of the style that fits you the best. And as long as you do it within 30 days, it's free, y'all. It's no risk to you, and they always got your back. So exclusively to the listeners out there, Shady Rays giving away that best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO. Get yourself 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. And try it for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people because it's shady rays, y'all. What a raise are oh so shady.
1: And while you got your polarized premium shades on, you're gonna mm. be trying to hit the ball out of the park this baseball season at DraftKings Sportsbook, where new customers can place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Mm. Plus, All customers can take a shot at bigger payouts with the DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the very familiar promo code CHGO. And new customers can bet just $5 to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Promo code CHGO only on DraftKings Sportsbook. And Dave, Matt's not here to hit you with the DraftKings pick of the week. So I'm going to get it covered for him.
0: Oh, go pick of the week. Let's do
1: it. And even though, even though this is a baseball ad, this is a this is a Bulls podcast. This is an NBA podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna swing it back to the NBA finals for my pick of the week. And okay. right now, we've got a DraftKings Sportsbook, Nuggets minus two to win in Miami. And they okay. opened up at minus one and a half. The line is moving further away. I know that he just won. I know people are very excited about how they won despite Jokic scoring 39 points or whatever it was. 41. But I'm 41 points. I'm going with Nuggets. Minus two mm-hmm. right Ooh. now at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's minus two and a half at other sports books. So jump on this before the line gets pushed even further towards the Nuggets. The Heat are not going to shoot 19 of 20 on threes again, I don't think. So <laughs> I feel pretty good. The narrative swings back and forth, but I think the Nuggets are the better team. I still think Nuggets in five. I'm going Nuggets minus two for this week. So make sure you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using promo code CHGO for $200 in bonus bets. If you bet just $5, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt in and 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. DraftKings.
0: Mm. <laughs> studious take a breather sir let that man let that man breathe man let that man take a breather and let's, let me talk about these Chicago Bulls real quickly y'all our guy the incomparable the always lovable and always positive our man Joe Cowley I forget what does he call himself Mr. Mr. I forget what he calls himself man but that is our guy Joe Cowley man Mr. Positivity around here
1: Mr. but positivity. he wrote a
0: recent he wrote a recent article <laughs> on the Chicago Bulls man um, basically saying that blowing this thing up is not an option for this team and that waiting on Lonzo Ball to come back is definitely an option on this team. Thank you, Kevin, for that. There you see a quote from there. Project blow-up is not an option, according to Connor who seems fine with staying on the path of continuity. The organization is content to hold out and hope for a miraculous Lonzo Ball recovery from three surgeries on his left knee. While beginning negotiations on Nikola Vucevic's contract extension over last week, the Bulls are looking to lock up the big man for the next three years. Um, Will, when I read this, if I didn't have, uh, I guess, a thinking mind, I would immediately thought that the Bulls are not going to do anything at the point guard position and would just wait for Lonzo Ball to make this recovery. But then I thought, well, of course they're going to rate for him to make a recovery because they just want to believe in him. But I don't think that's going to stop them from doing anything. But I think the biggest part of this for me, Matt, uh, was the Nikola Vucevic contract extension. And they're looking to lock him up for over the next three years. Uh, how do you feel about that, Will? Is that kind of the norm about how his contract you thought was going to go?
1: Okay. So, yeah, I think there's kind of three things that we can break down out of this. And uh, Kevin, can you pull it up just one more time? Because I want to make sure I'm reading this correctly. So the first part is the organization is content to hold out hope for a miraculous Lonza ball recovery. We've talked about this. And I think that is fine. If you're going to hope for him to recover, like you can still try to hope for the best, but at the same time you have to expect the worst. And I think they're in a mm-hmm. position right now where after almost two full seasons uh, after a last resort surgery on his knee that, that all reports have indicated that might hold him out for all of next season. You do have, even if you like hope that he will come back at some point, you still have to have some sort of backup replacement plan. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is Kobe, maybe it's Io, maybe it's somehow trying to find a way to hang on to Patrick Beverly. I'm not sure any of those are like a great answer, but right. to just hope for Alonzo, I think is, you know, we, we've talked a lot about that. So I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on it. I think it's probably as long as they're, yeah, like I said, there's, they have the right to hold out hope, but they also have to have a backup plan. Correct. Um, and this is, not this is not necessarily saying that they don't. So I don't want to read too much into that part of it. They still have to hold out hope. Uh, the mm-hmm. second part of it is the contract negotiations with Vooch mm-hmm. that started last week. We talked about this and why it's not that surprising. They've got until June 30th to sign an extension. After that, he becomes an unrestricted free agent where the Bulls can still re-sign him and they can go over the cap to do so as they still have his bird rights. But an extension would be something that would prevent him from getting into free agency. Um, And I think the extension piece is interesting too if you look at it because, uh, well, there's a couple of reasons. If Vuce is going to go ahead and sign an extension, I think you have to also assume it's because there's not really a lot of other good options out there for him, right? And so, you know, you think about it in terms of money, you think about it in terms of teams that have cap space. You think about it in terms of teams that have a need for his skill set. probably not a lot of great options out there. There's teams like the Magic, the Spurs, the Rockets that aren't very competitive that he probably wouldn't want to go to. There's Mm -hmm. teams like, you know, the Clippers or the Lakers, for example, that could be interested in his services but couldn't really figure out a way to acquire him uh, unless there was a sign-in trade. And that brings me to another key part here, which um, I tweeted about this weekend, but there's more important stuff going on. So I'm sure nobody saw it. But the Bulls can pull off an extended trade. That, that is a possibility, where they sign an extension with him and then trade him in that same offseason. Mm-hmm. However, that's only possible if the extension is no more than two years and 5% raises. So that means that um, basically if they sign him to the three-year contract that Joe Colley is reporting, that would remove the uh, eligibility for the Bulls to be able to trade him this summer. And while that's not all that, all that surprising, like if they're gonna extend him, it probably means that they don't wanna trade him. Um, there would be a six-month trade restriction meaning they wouldn't be able to trade him until the soonest would be like right before the trade deadline. Um, so I wanted to point that out. If we hear news that the Bulls are going to extend Vooch before the extension deadline on June 30th, assuming it's three years, which is what Joe Kelly is sort of hinting at here, they're not going to be able to trade him. And what that would look like is $23.1 million in year one and $24.25 million in year two if you exceed that number, he is not trade eligible for six months, which is kind of crazy Mm. to think that like, you know, all things considered the way that they finished last season, the way that he's played the way that um, he's been sort of a scapegoat from the fans, the way that everybody wants him to get traded, that he would not only come back by his own free will, but also that the bulls would sort of lock into him and, I don't want to say like long-term, but they, they would at least be hitching their wagon to Vooch for um, the next six months. And then they would look to trade him the last piece of this. And then we can get into more of like how we feel about it is the three years Um, three years obviously has an effect on the trade eligibility, which I just mentioned, but also I think there's an interesting way to look at this, which is that, you know, as we've talked about in the past, Expiring contracts don't carry as much weight as they used to. I think teams are less interested in trading for expiring contracts. Uh, maybe that changes again in the face of the new CBA, where you have these really strict punishments for teams that are above that second apron. But if teams are going to trade for a guy, they want to have him secured on their roster for at least you know, two years before they enter free agency so that they actually can get security out of trading for that player. Um, And so I do think, you know, there's this, there's this, I think, uh, debate that I'm having between like, does, if the Bulls sign him for three years, does he become a trade asset down the line? Or does he just continue to lose value because he doesn't really seem to have any options right now? Again, that's why he's probably signing an extension with the Bulls as opposed to exploring potential options in free agency. Um, And if he doesn't have a lot of options right now, and he does sign a big contract like this, and it is for three years, how does that affect his longer term trade value? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that the Bulls or Vooch would go into a partnership with the understanding that they're going to trade him in the next six months or year. Um, Um, Obviously, things change and the the Bulls are ultimately the ones that are going to be able to make that decision. But it is interesting to think about, well, does this make Vooch more or less tradable if they have him? on a big contract, let's say, 20 to $22 million a year for three years. Uh, maybe there's a player option. Maybe it's a team option on that third year, and that changes things. But I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Does, does three years make sense to you? How do you think it affects his trade value? What do you think it says about the Bulls' um, short-term aspirations? Uh,
0: it's weird um, because it's not something I'm over the moon about, but it's not something that I'm sad about either because uh, I like Vooch like the man is super consistent it's hard for me to turn down a center who is going to play 82 games and get you uh, almost close to a 20 and 10 while, while he's out there uh, while being a good centerpiece for your offense and how it's run and also being the starting center on your t- a, t- a defense that was top five and he took a lot of shit you know, for the defense that he played but as you and I kept saying you can't have a top five defense with a, with a shitty center like that doesn't exist so he's obviously has some skill at that as well. Obviously, what throws you off is the age. Obviously, that's what kind of throws you off, and more so than it did for me personally than it did for Demar Derozan, because when I think of centers when they get older, it hurts. I think it hurts a little differently than a guard getting older, because a guard can lose his athleticism but still have that shot. You see it with again with Demar Derozan, who was a very athletic guard when he came into this league. Now he's missed the mid range, you know, and, and he destroys you from there. Um, So I'm curious how it works with Vooch. I haven't, it's, I haven't seen a decline per se in Vooch. I mean, his three point shooting probably because I didn't expect him to shoot 40% again or something like that, but I did expect better than what he's been shooting, but he was average last season. So I don't want to get too hard on him, Um, but I I just want to know, and I'm worried about when that's coming. And hopefully it doesn't come for another two years. Because in my head, Will, it's this is a two-year deal, not a three-year deal. That's how I look at it. Because I think they're going to run that for another two years. And then they will be looking at making that kind of a trade. And when you're making that kind of a trade after two years, depending on where he is, if he's still a viable center, which I think he will be, there's only two options for me then. You're getting traded to a team that's about to make a playoff run or you're getting ready to a team that's about to end the playoff run, you know, like in the middle of the season. So it's either one. There's no in-between uh, with that. You're not going to get him as a building block like the Bulls kind of did. So that's why I think it'll be two years because I think after that, he'll still be viable for a team. I mean, hell, Mo Bamba made it to L.A. So obviously, Boots can still be traded to a contender. So it's really weird. It's a weird place for me. I, In the end, Will, I think I'm I'm okay with making the deal. I'm just not over the moon uh, about making the deal uh, just because of the age that he is. And I'm curious to see what it hinders as far as the offense is concerned. Cause if Vooch is going to be here, that's a top either two or three on your team, no matter what that's a top two or three, cause that's what he's being paid for. So if it's going to be Zach and him, or if it's going to be Zach DeMar and him, it's still going to be a top two or three on your squad. Is that going to hinder the growth of guys uh, like Patrick Williams, uh, and guys like that, or even, deeper than that even guys like Justin Lewis I don't know I don't think it will but it brings up those uh kind of questions for me
1: yeah so yeah I think there's there's a lot there and I do want to operate under this assumption just to just for like hypothetical purposes here of what Kali is reporting which is the three years so if the Bulls put three more years on his contract DeMar is up after next year you would have to assume that the most likely outcome is that they don't trade anybody, right? Like you can't operate under the assumption that they're going to trade DeMar. They're going to trade Zach because we just haven't heard that that's the case. So if the goal is to continue to be competitive with this core, which it sounds like that's, I mean, that's what AK has said. That's what he said after the, um, that's what he said during his exit interviews and everything that's been reported since is that the bulls want to remain competitive. Um, And if they sign Vooch to a three-year extension and DeMar is up after this year, you'd have to also assume that they're probably going to extend Demar for two additional years after this mm. season when his deal is up. Um, because again, you can't just let these guys walk for nothing. I mean, you could. And I think there's, like I said last week, maybe there's, there's an argument that you should do that um, just to sort of like reset things and maybe use some of the other tools you have still operating underneath the tax. But if the Bulls bring back Vooch for three years, and they're going to bring back Demar for two after that to sort of line them up and end their free agency uh, at the same time, I think you're looking at two more, two three more years of this core together. And to me, that's just like absurd. And yeah, agree. we could always we could always see trades down the line. Um, we, we don't know like how that actually ends up going, but the idea that you know you finish forty and forty two. You're super close to the cap. You have no to the tax. You have no draft picks to be able to improve internally. Um, Patrick Williams is coming up on his extension, which I believe can be signed up until October. Otherwise he enters restricted free agency. You've got Kobe, um, who's a restricted free agent to to double down on this core again. And not only that, but for three additional years. Um, yeah, at some point, like, something's got to give. So I don't, I don't know that it would actually last that long, but for me to sit here and say like, this is a good idea to keep going with these 30 something year olds, mid thirties guys and Zach after it's already not worked for two straight seasons, I think is just kind of crazy. And then going back to the point I made before, which is that like, yes, maybe they are slightly more tradable because they have more uh, years of service on their contract they're also getting older they're also getting less productive over time they're also probably going to be more injury prone i think it's highly unlikely that vuge plays 82 and damar plays you know 70 whatever he played again next year um Mm. maybe they get like a slight boost in having the longer term contracts but i think overall their trade value probably goes down the older they get and so ultimately they are going to end up at a rebuild at, at some point or another. And whether that's in sure. three years at the end of a potential extension for both Vooch and DeMar, or whether that's this summer when they decide to do it, they're headed that way anyway. And to wait until that point to remain in this sort of middle ground of not only the NBA, but like the East, right? Like they're, they're on the low end of teams in the Eastern conference. Um, mm-hmm. I just I I don't get what the aspirations are. I don't get the motivation, but it does seem like that's sort of the the direction they're heading, and they could try to get out of this um, on their own terms by making a trade, and maybe that still happens. But if if we're talking about extending for extending Vooch for three years, and you've got Zach under contract, and you have all these limitations financially, it makes sense that they would try to keep going for it. And I just I wonder what the what is like the motivation behind that? What are the arguments for the front office to say, well, based on what we've seen now for the past few years, we expect things to get better and not worse.
0: Yeah. And I think a key statement you made was not running it back with two guys in their, in their mid thirties. Cause like you he said, he's not saying he has a problem with the guys in uh, the age that they are, but it's the, the statement that he said after that was it didn't work. <laughs> and that's the key point right there. So we've seen teams with those older players, just saw the Warriors with it. Like we've seen this with older players, but usually it's teams that have those older players or teams that have made deep, deep playoff runs. Right. It's teams that have had success, had success. Correct. Simply had success. So to run it back like that without the success part is where we get like, we don't know what the hell is this. That's where the confusion lets in. I will, my brain, my logic brain will let me accept Uh, them running this back again like I I just simply can't I have to see it you got to show it to me before I can say before I can simply go full in on this team and say you know what they deserve to hear if they want to run that back again with this full team that we saw but I'm still in my head like there's a move that's going to be made and I still just truly believe that I have to operate under that assumption of logic because I'm like you have to have seen what you've seen now if there's a plan to bring in a, a super duper point guard that I don't know about, then okay, then I'll shut up because I saw what this scene looks like when you got a great point guard. But again, I don't see that you gotta shut I don't see where that lies or where that happens uh for this squad. But bottom line for me is yeah, I can't I can't accept that in my brain right now. Maybe because I just simply don't want to accept that uh in my brain right now. But Yeah, they can't sit there and straight just run this back after what we've seen. We've said that a million times during the season. (laughs) season, We've said this a million times. So
1: hopefully we don't see that. The other thing is that like, you know, I kind of just laid out this whole potential future under the assumption that they bring not only Vooch back, but also DeMar. But that's not necessarily the case. I think a lot of people who are seeing this news or these rumors are getting frustrated because they think that bringing back Booch means that they're going to run it back. And while I think that is the more likely outcome, I don't think it's the only outcome. Um, trading Demar before he has to be extended, while he still has one more year on his contract, I think is probably the only way that you get out of this Ooh. current group without, yeah. um, you know, really setting yourself up for failure. And what I mean by that is that you know you still have a chance to get something back because if you don't extend Demar before next year, then you're looking at having that having that asset just go away. And again, it's similar to Vooch. You're going to be with Kobe's extension um, or new contract, I should say, with a potential Patrick Williams extension. The Bulls are still going to be an over-the-cap team. So they're not going to be able to just go out and sign a player with a max contract. Um, at some point, Lonzo Ball's contract will come off the books or, or maybe they'll apply for the disabled player exception, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, but I think the more you you know, continue to double down on this roster, the harder it gets to navigate, not easier, because you're investing more money. And I think the other piece is, you know, is $20 million, uh, $22 million, let's say for Vooch, is that, you know, it's a smaller percentage of the cap, so it becomes a little bit easier, but Zach's contract is, can, is going up, not down. Patrick's yeah. going to get a big raise. Kobe's going to get a big raise. Uh, So it does become more difficult to, to keep building. And I think at some point, like I said, they're headed towards having to break up this big three or mid three or whatever you want to call them. And if they can, if they can do so, if they can do so while also getting back some assets before they actually lose these guys for nothing, I think that's obviously best case scenario. I think it's less likely, um, but I do think it's still on the table, even if they do, bring Vooch back for an extension. So um, still very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the big takeaway for me is that Vooch will be on the roster at least for the first half of next year, if they do come to this sort of extension. Um, But again, who knows what that means long-term. We can only make assumptions based on what their actions tell us about what their goals are. And if bringing the band back together, not trading these guys and, you know, reinvesting in this group, that tells us what their aspirations are. It tells us what they're likely and not likely to do. And Correct. to me, that means that they're likely to keep trying to win with this group.
0: And more likely who they will be when they go into the season as well. Um, we'll take a break right here. When um, we come back, like I said, uh, the teacher will be in session, ladies and gentlemen. What's the school everyone on what's going on with the CBA and the new rules and how that affects the Chicago Bulls. And big shout out to Biz Shorty, who just said he discovered this channel about a few seconds ago and he immediately subscribed? So, shout out to you, Bill Shorty, for discovering this, man. Appreciate you coming in. Hanging on out, sir. we here every day. So, and get ready for all of this awesomeness in your face constantly. All right. We come back. We're we'll going to get in the CBA. We'll get in the game, too. But first, let me tell you what you can get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Where's that? CHGO, of course. But also, you can get it at Faux Co. You get the hoodies. Shoes, the signs, the bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt. Because it's spring and it's baseball season. Did you see my White socks? You see they finally got another series sweep? Did you see my man Jake Berger with the Grand Slam walk-off? Oh, that felt amazing, ladies and gentlemen. It feels good to talk about the White Sox in a positive way because last month in April sucked. It feels good, man. So make sure you get your Aloha shirt, your straw hats, your polos, your bags, and everything you're gonna need for the game, whether you're going on the north side or you're going on the south side, FOCO is going to have you covered. And when we're on set, make sure you take a peek behind us. Don't just stare at all this awesomeness in your face. Look what's going on behind us as well because FOCO has set us up with some awesome set decorations, man. Added some awesome pieces. So show them love because they show us love. Check out FOCO.com. Click on the link in the description below. For all non-pre-sale items, use the promo code CHGO. Get yourself 10% off at FOCO. For show.
1: Hey, Dave. Want to help me uh, tell people about our friends at ComEd?
0: You know, Will, I've, I've had a lot of dreams in my life. And, you know, this this just might be out there near the top. It's I one of it's, it's at I the top. To it. It's up there. I could
1: do it solo, but I figure why not get an assist man in there? I need some point guardsmanship.
0: Oh, <laughs> come on with it. <laughs> tell me about ComEd, sir. tell me about the energy efficiency program and how committed they are to helping families, families and businesses in the communities that they serve by helping manage energy usage and lower ring energy bills. And they doing it now and into
1: the future. Dave, that is spot on. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers across all sizes of the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial, kitchen equipment, or industrial processes.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that is all very intriguing. I don't know if you can answer this because is it possible that you could just tell me how this works?
1: I got you, dude. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include energy savings, estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz.
0: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said comed.com slash poweringbiz?
1: Yes, sir. comed.com slash poweringbiz. Schedule your appointment today.
0: Oh, I feel so fulfilled right now. That was my first time doing that. I feel really fulfilled. Thank you Will for allowing me to bask in that kind of greatness.
1: Ah, uh, you're a now- natural. <laughs> As of course you know.
0: But sir, I want I wanted to get you actually you wanted to get uh kind of into this uh cuz Joe Kelly had a little tidbit uh in his article that you wanted to touch on and I'm I'm going to read this quickly for you guys out there. This is the quote from his article. It's, da- it's a dangerous mindset to have with the Bulls' current roster construction, especially with the new collective bargaining agreement on the horizon in a few years designed to hamper quick turnarounds even more. Uh, Will, you wanted to talk about uh, the new rules in this in this CBA and kind of touch on what Joe Cowley was talking about here and why it's designed to uh, kind of hamper those turnarounds uh, for the team and how that kind of affects the Bulls. sir?
1: Yeah, so... The, the first thing that I wanted to mention, which is kind of what I talked about before with regards to um, Vooch's potential extension here, is just like the percent of the cap that that sort of deal could make up. So Mark at MK Hoops on Twitter posted this a couple of days ago, and I just wanted to go back and let you know because you know there was a um, a piece that came out today that was sort of like estimating what a Patrick Williams extension might look like and it was something like five years, 20, five years, $100 million, $100 million, which would be about $20 million annually. And right now that is like a little bit less than 18% of the salary cap. But in a couple of years, the way that the cap grows, it's actually going to be closer to 15% of the salary cap. So it doesn't really change things, but I think people get this idea that like the dollar value is stagnant because the cap is stagnant. So like, you know, Derek Rose signed like a five year, $94 million Rose rule extension. Like they made Mm -hmm. an extension in the salary cap because of how good Derek was so quickly. Mm -hmm. And that like completely, when Derek was unable to play, that completely altered the way that the bulls were able to build their roster because he took up 35% of the salary cap at $100 million for Patrick if you were making $100 million, that would only be like 15 or so, I think actually even less uh, as a percentage of the salary cap. So that's something to keep in mind. And I think it's true for a Vooch extension as well. Um, A raise for him, if you think about it in terms of numbers, would be like 23 million. But if you think about it in terms of percent of the cap, it's actually like 25 million or 26 million. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind when you are seeing these numbers. Like They are going to look really bloated and inflated and in terms of raw numbers that's true but that's like looking at things in terms of like total points scored as opposed to like points per game Mm, or mm. uh you know field goal percentage as opposed to like true shooting percentage like it's only um part of the equation and it's only one way to look at it so I think that's a big piece of it that I just wanted to point out and like I said Mark on Twitter uh Vooch on 22 million dollars under the current cap is 17.8% of the current salary cap. And under the new cap, it would only be 16.4%. And each year that will go down because the salary Mm -hmm. cap will continue to increase. So that's something to think about. Um, But in terms of the new CBA and how that works relative to any of these teams, um, I think it's just, it's going to become a lot harder to dump bad salary. And it's going Mm -hmm. to make it really important for you to one, hit on your rookies. And I think draft picks and draft development is is gonna become really, really important because that's really cheap labor basically, right? Like you're getting guys who can hopefully produce at a high level on cheap contracts that allows you to spend up on your veterans. So if you can't do that, then you have to pay more for veterans to be productive and things get expensive quickly. And once things get expensive, like you look at the Clippers or the Warriors, for example, you know, they're tens of million dollars over the luxury tax and tens of million dollars over the first and second apron, which as we talked about is going to be, there's going to be huge penalties for that. And that's going to include not being able to trade draft picks, like three years of frozen draft picks that you're not able to trade. If you stay above the second apron for more than one year, that means not being able to trade uh 7 years out of draft picks only 6 it means not being able to use the mid-level exception which would mean like the Warriors couldn't have signed Dante DiVincenzo which is like a huge blow i mean he was a huge part of that team yeah. this yeah. past season um so it just becomes really really difficult to continue to spend money if you're that far over and let's say that i'm the Spurs right now and i've got like 40 million dollars in cap space that means if there's a free agent out there that i wanted to give a max contract to I could do that and just absorb them into my cap space. The other thing I could do with that cap space is help another team like the Warriors get out from under this really detrimental, punitive second apron, right? Mm -hmm. And so if the Warriors are $25 million above the second apron and they want to get right below it, what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to trade Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole into somebody's cap space, and let's say they really like Andrew Wiggins. They're, they're more content to keep him. He makes them more productive. He fits a role, fits a need better than Jordan Poole. Let's say I'm the Spurs and I say, all right, I'll take uh, Jordan Poole off your hands. We'll take his $25 million into our cap space. And, you know, that'll help you guys get under the luxury tax. You won't have to pay these insane penalties and fees. But even though Jordan Poole is good, uh, not a great player, a good player, he's making a lot of money. So not only are we going to charge you the price of just giving us your player to get under the tax, you also have to give us a pick to a lot for us to be willing to take that money in. So now in this made up example, the Spurs are getting Jordan Poole and a draft pick just to help the Warriors get under the second apron so that Mm. they're not getting slammed with taxes. Um, Mm. So I think that's going to be really interesting. And if the Bulls are above the salary cap, they're not going to be able to take teams money in, which means you know they're not going to be able to acquire draft capital in that sense. So it's just interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of teams start to realize what the penalties are, how to operate, what are the loopholes, how can they sort of maneuver uh, relative to other teams in this new cap landscape. And I think one of the ways is taking on bad contracts. You've always been able to do that, but I think teams are going to be more willing to get off of their contracts um, just to get out from under these taxes and um, yeah I think if the Bulls keep accumulating these contracts you know right now under the uh, under the new landscape like 20 million dollars that Lonzo ball has that's not that bad I mean if Lonzo was able to play and he just wasn't good it would be bad let's let's say Duncan Robinson he didn't play Duncan Robinson all year he's making like 16 17 million dollars he's sitting on their books and and pushing them really close to the luxury tax and Mm -hmm. uh they're just not even playing him so they could dump him um but like at least he can play right whereas lonzo like can't even play so that 20 million dollars is more detrimental but my point is as the cap gets bigger and bigger that 20 million dollars that 17 million dollars won't take up as big a chunk of the cap but if you have a bunch of those contracts on your books it's going to be impossible and not only is it going to be impossible to build a good team It's going to be impossible to get out of cap hell, basically, Mm -hmm. until those guys just come off your books naturally, Um, their contracts expire. So signing guys to good deals, not overpaying and developing through the draft are going to be really, really, really important things in the next few years, the next, basically until 2030, when this uh, new CBA runs out and the Bulls haven't really proven that they're going to be able to do either of those things well right? Like they've relied on trading draft picks for productive players. They have not really been able to develop guys in the draft, even dating back to the Garpax era. Um, mm-hmm. They have to be really careful about the, the contract and the extensions that they start to give out. Uh, percent of the cap, you know, $20 million a year for Patrick Williams won't look that crazy, but you can't do that and also have $20 million in dead salary in Lonzo in $15 million on Kobe White if he's not producing at a high enough level. You can't also give 25 to Vooch and extend DeMar for 30. Like that's just going to get really bad, really quick. And so, um, you know, the one area where I think the bulls did a good job or the, the area I I think they did the best job was their salary cap. When they were putting this roster together, JJ Polk did a really good job, you know, getting Caruso to come in on the mid level, uh, the sign and trades for Lonzo and for DeMar, um, maneuvering all those things while staying under the luxury tax but operating above the cap, it's going to be really hard to do that unless they really nail a bunch of draft picks so just a a point of caution um as they think about these extensions it's not just vooch damar's going to have to come up here patrick's going to have to come up here kobe's obviously already up so they just they need to be careful with how they do this
0: but quick for me um where do you think the Bulls are even with these new rules um, and the position that they're in? Like the contract you mentioned with Voosh that they'll sign. Um, let's say they don't give DeMar DeRozan this contract and, you know, he just goes and he's traded away. But even Zach's contract, you said you mentioned it was going up, but that's still going to be a, a really awesome looking contract as it goes forward. But what does this mean though, for the Bulls and their flexibility when they're moving forward in this offseason season into the next?
1: Well, it just means they're gonna have to be careful not to overpay these guys, especially Vooch and Damar, who are already older. Um, Zach, I mean, right now he's making like $40 million a year, which again seems crazy. It seems like a lot of money, but Jalen Brown is eligible for the supermax. He's gonna be making $60 million. Exactly. Jason Tatum's gonna be making 65. So Zach's exactly. contract is gonna, you know, it looks bad. And right now it is a high percentage of the cap. But as the cap continues to grow, that contract mm-hmm. is gonna Is going to continue to be a smaller percentage of the amount of money that they're able to spend, which makes him more and more tradable. Which also, you know, if, for example, you're the Trailblazers and you want to trade that number three pick, trading for Zach, you know, even though he's not necessarily a better fit than Jalen Brown, think of them as we talked about as kind of like relatively the same caliber of player. Maybe Jalen's a little bit better defensively. Maybe Zach's a little bit better at scoring in some capacity, you know, however you want to shake it out. Um, the Blazers won't have to pay in order to acquire Jalen and also then pay him an exorbitant amount in a Supermax contract. So I think that's just something to keep in mind. Um, but I, you know, the Bulls, a lot of money does come off the books after Lonzo's contract and Caruso's contract, not after this upcoming season, but after the following one, after the 24-25 season, DeMars will be up as well. So they have, a, they, they are in position to be able to open up a ton of draft, uh, a ton of cap space after 2024, 25, but the more they're extending these contracts, the more they're handing out money, uh, the harder that's going to be able to get for them.
0: Yeah. All right. Appreciate the knowledge. I hope you all a smarter class for what professor Gottlieb has just taught you today. Um, uh, before we get out of here, um, definitely have to talk about game two, and uh, what occurred the heat tied the series. 111-108 and a thriller. Uh, the Heat went into the fourth quarter down eight. and Then Duncan Robinson just lost his mind for a while and brought that team all the way back. And uh, then the Nuggets made a valiant comeback in the last few seconds of the game, only to miss the game tying three about Jamal Murray, who had a really good look, just didn't go down uh, for him. Uh, Will, did this change anything for you? Because I know you 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 had them at five. Did this change anything for you? Or is it still Nuggets in five for you?
1: I think the fact that they won in Denver, uh, getting one of those two games is a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's not like they just went down 0-2 in really ugly fashion and now we're heading back to Miami where hopefully they'll get one of them. Like they they went out and took home court. And I think that was really impressive. It required a ton of super hot shooting, both from the perimeter and in the mid range. Bam was going nuts in both game one and two uh, from like eight to 12 feet. But I don't think it changes anything in terms of like who I expect to be winning the title, but there's just something about this heat team. And again, I can't help but compare them to the bulls, their ability to come out on the other end of adversity, their resilience, their ability to withstand runs, their ability to come back from down big and just keep chipping away, keep coming at you, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen this sort of performance throughout the course of a whole postseason. Like, you, you talk about teams that come back from down 3-1 or down 3-0, like the Celtics or, like, the Heat in 2015 or 16, whatever it was, um, coming back from down 3-1 in the finals. That's, just that's like, insane for a series. But I just feel like this Heat team has done it the entire playoffs uh, just – not even just like going down uh, in terms of like games in a series, but just throughout the course of a game with standing runs coming back, coming back from down big within games. Their ability to just keep moving forward is truly special to me.
0: Yeah. I loved the adjustments that the Heat made. Uh, Eric Spolstra, again, brilliant coach, one putting Kevin Love out there in the lineup, Um, even though he had six points and 10 rebounds, that's still 10 down rebounds in 22 minutes. Uh, That still helps your team. That puts another shooter out there uh, on the floor for your squad and make sure that you don't see Cody Zeller pretty much ever again during this entire uh, series. So I thought that was great. I thought their uh, transition, transition defense was much improved as well. The Nuggets already had a good transition defense, but I really thought Miami's transition defense was much improved, man. And, Uh, They definitely uh, 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 neutralized, I would say, Aaron Gordon's like deep seal, you know, like they avoided like those cross matches and they were able to do that, you know, and that was brilliant because they really completely took him, took him out of the game. And that was a big thing. I love the way they did Bam as well. Like they kind of kept him more as a facilitator uh, than they did as a scorer. And so that allowed just the shooters around him, you know, to have more open looks Uh, For it and and Bam, I thought just played a great game. Honestly, you you, you're not gonna match 41, 11, and four, but I thought his performance—he really did a solid job with that. I don't think he had like 21, 10, and four, something like that. I don't remember, but he—I just really thought he did a a great job, man. And they were very disruptive uh, for the Nugget shooters. Um, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, he's truly got to get it together. Will like he is three of 17 from three in these two games. Like that's that's horrific. And if he just has a regular game, they win this game uh, in, in that fashion. But like you said, Miami is resilient. Uh, they had that Miami game. I, I was waiting for them to have their game. They had it. They shot almost again, what, 50 percent from three, which is ridiculous. Um, not something I'll, I'll expect to continue, but it's something that we've seen the entire playoffs from them. So, you know, it's going to happen. The one thing I will say, though, is I still haven't seen Denver have that Denver game. I still haven't seen it yet. And in these two games, they won one and they came close to winning one. They still haven't had that we're the best team in the league game. And I've seen them have one every single series. So I'm I'm waiting to see when that occurs uh, for them. But I still think they're in good position. I, I have them winning this. But shout out to the Heat for walking in and doing something nobody's been able to do this entire playoffs. And that's get a win at home against the Denver Nuggets, man. So great win, great performance all around, boy them, man, and definitely looking forward to game three, Will.
1: And I think the the last thing I, I like what you talked about in terms of the um, the adjustments that Spo made. And I think it just proves that he'll not only be able to make the adjustments, but be able to do it every game. And at every time the Nuggets are able to, you know, figure out a new way to score or, you know, a new strategy, Spoh's going to be there ready to neutralize it the next game. And I'm really curious to see what Mike Malone draws up for this upcoming game, game three, to try yeah. to counter the counters. And that's really where these playoff series get exciting. Um, but I'll say this, like, you know, with, with regards to the Heat's hot shooting, this is not like an 82-game season anymore. This is a best of... Uh, you know, three three game series, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. who, who's the first of three games? And mm-hmm. that means that like variance is going to come into play. It means that one hot shooting night can swing the series even further. I think that's kind of what already happened. But each of these games is an opportunity and the fewer games they have left, the, the more variance can shake things one way or another. And mm-hmm. I think the Heat are going to continue to shoot a ton of threes. I don't expect the nuggets to shoot as poorly as they did um, especially like you said, Michael Porter jr. But you know, as a team, only 28 threes, I would yeah. imagine that goes up. I just think like we're at this point where anything, anything can happen. These playoff series are wild. Uh, every game could swing the course of it. Every, you know, 8-0 run could swing the course of a game or a yeah. quarter, which swings the course of a game, which swings the course of the series. It's just everything matters so much in every possession Mm -hmm. and they're really coming down to it here. So I, I I hope that this series goes six or seven. I think that would obviously be the most fun for everyone, but yeah, um, man, the heat, they just keep doing what they, what everybody says they can't. (laughs) There
0: it is right there, man. Keep doing what Everybody says they can't. Just like Will said, I couldn't host this show. (laughs) It's a jokes. These are jokes, ladies and gentlemen. It's all they are, are jokes. Man, thank y'all for checking us out. Thank y'all for enjoying what we're doing over here, man. We will be back tomorrow with another brand new show. Uh, Matt Peck will be back in effect uh, doing his thing with us as well. Make sure you follow us on the social medias at CJO Joe Bulls at Will underscore Gottlieb at Bow, B-A-W-L Bow. sports. Kevin, what's your, what can they follow? <laughs> what can they follow you, Kevin, man? I never know your handle, bro. What can they follow you at? You can even give me if you're a follow. Media, I don't even know if you are.
2: Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Give me a follow, at Wells15Kevin.
0: What, what? How many followers you got, man?
2: Uh, Like 950. Not even 1,000. Give me 1,000. Let's,
1: Let's get him to, yeah. to, to a G. A race to 1K. That'd be great. We'll help though. you get to 1K that. if you play
2: for us tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> that team, now that. Now that. Put that in my contract, and I'll play.
0: <laughs> well done, GOAT. Yeah, That's why he's show, the boys. GOAT, ladies and gents. Well done, man. Thank y'all for joining us, and make sure you guys – Get your DraftKings going on. Use that code CHGO and join America's top-rated sports book. Download that app. And like I said, use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. We'll see you guys tomorrow on behalf of the GOAT. Will God leave? I'm Big Dave, y'all. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Yeah.